What's up, everyone? For our usual listeners, our faithful, we are coming to you a day later than usual. We had a little scheduling conflict. Um, So we're coming to you Tuesday evening, a week without football. Well, a week without NFL football. And I don't know about you guys, but for me, it just wasn't the same. This weekend, I had a lot of free time, and I just wanted to watch some football. College basketball was okay. NBA was okay. It's not the same. So a week later, I still miss the NFL. But today, we're coming to you without John. He had to work tonight, but we still got his topic um, for the debate, which we'll talk about later. And obviously, he'll give this a listen If anything, next week he'll give us some thoughts or he'll tweet them out. So follow us on Twitter or stay tuned for whatever John has. But nevertheless, we still got a good episode. While there was no NFL games, there was still a bunch of news in the NFL. There was today, I think today or yesterday, there was a big story about Antonio Brown. He officially requested a trade with the Pittsburgh Steelers while... Obviously, nothing happened. It's just rumors of where he could go. I didn't see any inclination about any teams that are requesting to go for him, but it's official. He wants out of Pittsburgh after nine years, one of the most prolific runs for any one team, but he wants out, and I don't know who knows why, but he wants out. Xavier, give us your thoughts. Uh, I'm okay with it. Uh, he can leave for all I care. Uh, he caused so much issue, so many issues in the locker room and amongst the team. Uh, I think I'm okay with him leaving. Uh, as long as he doesn't go to an AFC team, personally, I'm okay with him leaving. Um, I just, I think, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast. Um, I mean, Antonio Brown's a great player, don't get me wrong, but, like, Ben Roethlisberger's made so many wide receivers good, and then when they leave, they're not as good. Now, I'm not saying that's not going to happen with Antonio Brown, but I just think, just focusing on the Steelers, I think, I mean, we got Juju Smith-Schuster, he can go into the number one wide receiver, so um, I'm okay with it. I know there's probably a lot of fans that are not. I'm okay with it. I think it will be better for the Steelers in the long run, just from a chemistry and morale standpoint. Roland, do you have any quick thoughts on it? Yeah, um, I guess I know we definitely talked about this when it first came up, and I I was someone who was kind of like, yeah, sure, if he goes to the Pats, like, sure. <laughs> um, I've changed my mind on that a couple weeks ago. I just, I don't know, like, his personality and stuff, like, it's not the, th- the type of thing that I would want to see on my team um, because it's it's not the way that the Patriots do stuff. It's kind of like this everybody's a robot, um, kind of everybody's a robot mentality. Um, and while I'm sure, you know, Belichick's been able to take um, troublesome players in the past and... Um, be able to make it so that they fit. I just, eh, I'm. We don't need them. Um, I don't. I don't think like. I don't think the, the Patriots, Patriots would pay have, for him at this point. To be I, honest, either. Yeah, that's the big thing. Is I, I don't think that 
price tag that he's probably going to be going for, it's not worth it. Um, as you can, as you see, we can win a Super Bowl without um, any of that. Tom Brady's, you know, getting a little older anyway. He's not going to be making super deep throws. Uh, Josh Gordon, while he was a help to the team, um, he didn't have the biggest immediate impact that a lot of people thought he was going to have um, with a deep ball. So um, I, it's just a lot of drama, it seems. Um, I'm more interested in how they got to this point. Yeah, I'm interested in that too. You know, the way that Ben handled this situation, the way that Antonio handled the situation, and the way that Mike Tomlin handled this situation, um, I, am I, I like, it's just a mess. Yeah, I um. so personally, I don't think he'll be traded, and I think it's because of money. Like for I and I may be way wrong about this, but I think why would the Steelers trade him when they still have to pay him millions of dollars? It just doesn't make sense. If you're gonna pay him, might as well keep him on the team, try to work it out. Um, I'm no like expert by any means on NFL cap situations or salary situations or anything, but just from a common sense point of view, I don't see it making sense having to pay him I think it's 20 million or so or taking a 20 million dollar cap hit just to trade him away for a one he'd probably get a one for a team because I mean he's better than Amari Cooper and Amari got a one um so yeah and as for the Patriots I don't think they would pay for him they obviously don't um pay for older players that much money um but if he does get traded, I think it would be interesting to see what he has to say once he's out of the organization. Yeah. And, Roland, to go off your one comment about how the Patriots don't need Antonio Brown, um, just looking at it from the complete opposite side, the Steelers didn't win a Super Bowl with him. So yeah. why not just get rid of him? So he could have been causing the issues all along. So, yeah, I think it's best to get him out of there. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Like I said, he just officially requested to be traded from Pittsburgh. It's obviously in the hands of the Steelers GM, the Steelers organization, to see if that happens. But once again, they don't have to trade him. So it'll be an interesting storyline to keep in mind. The next big headline is kind of big. It's Kyler Murray officially saying he's committed to the NFL. And I saw a tweet today from John Middlecoff, and he said... Uh, imagine, or I think Rosen will be Brady's backup by OTAs. And that's big because I called that a month ago, you know, on this podcast, I called Kyler Murray to the Patriots. I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, Josh Rosen. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Josh Rosen. Yep. And, but today the Cardinals did say Josh Rosen is our quarterback. We're committed to him. So, I mean, people talk. You don't really know what's going to happen until the draft comes around. We'll see if Kyler Murray goes one to the Cardinals or to another team or if he even goes in the first round. But it's big because Kyler Murray is a committed to football. Um, I think it's the right choice. I would like to see him on teams like the Jaguars. Um, and I think it'd be really cool if he was on the Patriots. I, that's been thrown out there a couple times to see... Um, Maybe the Patriots trade up. They have 12 picks, a lot in two and three, so they could definitely move up if they wanted to. 
Um, it's just interesting to see where he's going to go. I think he's better than Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson went in the first round. So it's exciting. Uh, but I think it does hurt baseball a lot. Um, the sport of baseball to, you know, they draft the first, a player first round and to lose him to the NFL, you know, kind of takes a hit. He doesn't plan on playing baseball at all. I believe that is the case. Um, he has to pay back right now a portion of the signing bonus he got, and I think the rest later. But, I mean, it, Tim Tebow, for example, went in the NFL and then went back to baseball. Right. So that could be in the books for Kyler as well. But yeah. yeah, that was my... like When I saw that, I was like, okay... Like, what does that mean? Does that mean you don't plan on playing baseball at all? Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was a little disappointing. Probably for the same reasons you said, Michael. It's just, I don't know. It's cool when you see a player do both. So Yeah, it is important to note the A's do hold is his draft rights. So should he decide to go back to baseball, he would go back to the A's. Um, but he's an electric player, and I... Th- I personally think he'll be successful because he can throw the ball pretty well and he's really fast, but um, I just think it'll be cool to see where he goes, what happens with the draft. I think in the next few episodes we'll start getting a little more into draft stuff as it gets closer and closer, especially when mock drafts pick up, the combine happens, pre-draft workout happens. I know I'm a draft junkie, so I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, But big story, Kyler Murray commits to the NFL. Maybe to the Patriots, we'll see what happens. Or, jo- I'm sorry, maybe he goes to the Cardinals and then Josh Rosen goes to the Patriots. We'll see what happens. Well, quick quick comment. I think, uh, look out for Arizona trading the first pick. Yeah, I think so. Because they need a lot of help, more than just one player. Yeah. I don't know who would draft him, though, but... Or who would trade up for him. Like, I, I just don't know... Obviously, once the new league year starts and who gets rid of quarterbacks, you know, will Blake Bortles be gone? Is Tannehill gone? Yeah. Is is Case Keenum in the Broncos gone? It'll be cool to see what happens there, and maybe we'll get a little more feel of who's feeling what and who's liking who. Yeah. The yeah. last NFL headline we have is, we told Roland this right before we started recalling, and he had just a genuine reaction, but we I don't think it's quite appropriate as we're starting out on this podcast. But Kareem Hunt was signed to the Cleveland Browns. Um, it, I I read it was a one million one-year deal, so a very baseline, you know, prove-it deal, prove yourself as a player, prove yourself as a person kind of deal for Cleveland. I think it's interesting that the Browns signed him because John Dorsey was in Kansas City. I, I think the year he was drafted, I could be wrong, but... He was in that organization. Obviously, Kareem Hunt was in Kansas City. Um, and he says he believes in second chances with Kareem Hunt, which I, I do get. Um, yeah. But it's a tough situation because the NFL's had, obviously, troubles with domestic violence in the past with extreme cases like uh, Ray Rice and Greg Hardy and John Brown of the Giants. This one, while the video I, I, by no means is domestic violence okay. You should never lay your hands on a woman for any situation. The degree of it was lower, I think we can all agree, than the, those other cases. But 
it's definitely an interesting scenario because the NFL for the longest time, I think, has had this issue with domestic violence, and then for the Browns to sign him, even though you know I agree with second chances, but from a purely football standpoint, I just don't get it for the Browns because Nick Chubb, Duke Johnson, they're they're pretty set at running back, so I I, I don't get the move. So what do you guys think? was like why they don't like why would you kind of like I don't know it kind of first off signing a, a player who was dropped because of uh, the, this like assault charge or domestic violence or whatever it was called um, it it definitely like puts a bit of a mark on your organization and like it's it's probably I don't know my initial reaction I don't know if it's the same as other people's, but like for me, that I, I see that as kind of harmful for the organization. Um, that's why Kansas City dropped him as soon as the video came out. Should they have dropped him earlier, maybe? I think but part of it out, was, I think but, the main reason, or one of the main reasons Kansas City dropped him, I think they knew about the video, or the they knew about the incident, but I think he lied to the organization about it. So I think that's part of it, but... Definitely the fact that he did it is part of it as well. Yeah. Um, so, like, but the fact that you're going to kind of, like, stain the organization a little bit for a position that you don't really have a need for, I don't know, it's just weird. Like, if it was someone, like, um, I don't know, who doesn't have a running back? <laughs> right. Um, um, I, I'm going to... S- just for the sake of this argument, like the yeah. Bills, you know, like the Sean McCoy's getting old, Chris Ivory's a little old, we could use a running back, but uh, culture's a little different. So that would make a little more sense. Maybe the Eagles, you know, they need a, a running back or something. But yeah, I, I don't get the Cleveland, the fact that it's Cleveland. Zay, what do you think? So just quickly, he's, so he was signed, but he's on the NFL's commissioner exempt list. Okay. So that means he can't, um, cannot practice or be with the team until, like, he's cleared off that list by the commissioner. So it doesn't define, like, doesn't say that he's going to be, like, he can't play with them yet. So there's still a ways to go for him. But, yeah, I didn't get it. Like, Nick Chubb had such a good, like, half second half of the year. Um I would know he was on my fantasy team, one of my fantasy teams. But I just, right. yeah, it doesn't make sense. Chubb is young. He had such a good year. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. But, I mean, I think they wanted to take a chance on such an elite running back. So, Another Georgia Bulldog, Nick yeah. Chubb. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it, it kind of shows, and this is kind of a bad thing in my opinion, that if you're talented, you're going to get chance after chance after chance. Yeah. Um. I I think that speaks more to the NFL and their stance on it. Yeah. Um, And where they really... Like, are they do... When they lay down punishments and suspensions, are they doing it because they feel like they have to or they really care? I'm not saying either way, but, you know, it raises some questions. Uh, It's important to note that Kareem Hunt still... He's going to be suspended, so that's going to go down. He's going to... You know, he's he's not going to play the first few games for the Browns. Um, so that's that'll be interesting to see. That also begs the 
makes an interesting question. I'm definitely on uh, more on one side than the other on this debate. Uh, but um, Colin Kaepernick's got his like collusion case against the NFL. Mm-hmm. How like nobody will hire him. They're like getting people that like the Redskins signed a quarterback that hadn't played in like eight years um, over Colin Kaepernick. But like, so the fact that I mean, it's not like. It's not like Colin Kaepernick was beating a woman in a hotel lobby. Um, right. So that's 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 kind of interesting to see that he got a second chance, literally like two or three months after this after the incident um, was kind of released to the public. Right. Um, and yet, Colin Kaepernick's still jobless in the NFL. Yeah, it so, is, that is a good point. So, yeah. so just stuff to keep in mind on. Obviously, no game, so everything's going to get blown up a little more. Uh, regardless, there was the AAF that Roland talked to us about last week. I didn't watch any of the games. I, I tried to watch some, actually, on NFL Network, but I couldn't get the games on. Maybe I was looking in the wrong place, but I saw some highlights. Um, you sent us some stuff, Roland. Uh, did you watch any of the games? Uh, I didn't. I totally forgot that. <laughs> forgot that they were on until like I like looked at the watch at my clock and I was like oh like the AAF's on and I think it was already over or like close to it so um I might look out for it next week um but I do have some interesting stuff yeah go ahead we learned about like within the week uh if any of you watched it um or have kind of been up on the information on this stuff um, there are some differences uh, between the AAF and the NFL. Um, first off is they have this thing called a sky judge, and that's basically a ninth official who is up in the box watching the game in real time. And if you know any of the plays are being like if any, if any like big call is missed, um, he can step in and make sure that that penalty is accounted for, um, which is interesting. And within the last five minutes of the game, uh, if there are any pass interference calls or pass interference going on, he can, you know, send that down and and they will make sure that that gets taken care of. So um, do, do you which, know if that is like it has to be in like in real time or does he have time to look at replays? I think it's. I think he has time to look at replays. Okay. Yeah. See, I, um, I, I, I I'd like the rule more if it was in real time, you know, because I think there are arguably flags on almost every play. So if I feel, I just feel like if he can look at replays, the game will slow down. It'll get more choppy, and there will be more reviews, and that just that just hurts the flow of a game. Like in NBA, when everyone's fouling each other to get in the bonus and. You know, putting DeAndre Jordan on the line, it just it ruins the game. So, I'll be interested to see how that yeah. rule is affected. Yeah, and don't don't quote me on that. It might, for all I know, it might be in real time. Okay. But all I know is he he has the benefit of you know looking at a TV screen, uh, looking at the jumbotron, all that stuff right. um, that the refs on the field wouldn't necessarily see. So, um, and then the other thing is. I know I've seen some 
some YouTube videos about it. Um, statistically, the kickoff and punts are the most dangerous parts of the football of a football game. Uh-huh. Uh, so the AAF did away with that. Um, what they have now is uh, you get the ball on the twenty-five um, okay. after at, at, after a score or whatever. Um, whenever it's a it's a turnover because of a score or coming back from halftime or starting the game, you get the ball on the twenty-five um, and you play like that. Um, and then, but. Because of that, they had to also come up with an idea for onside kicks. Uh, So they have what's called an onside conversion. And that is uh, if you're down by 17 points um, or uh, it's the last five minutes of the game, you have the option to do an onside conversion. And basically, uh, after you score, you can just say... um, that you want to do an onside conversion and you get the ball on, I think it's their, your opponent's 28 and you have to, it's fourth and 12. You have to get a first down okay. um, or else it's a turnover. So um, it's interesting. I think they, in passing, they also mentioned that they don't have field goals. It's just um, two point conversions. So, but again, I didn't watch any games, so I didn't see any, this in effect. Um, but it's definitely interesting because I know there are some like some people out there that talk about, you know, um, how the kickoff should be done away with because first off, it's kind of boring anyway, right. um, and second off, it's the most dangerous part of a football game so um it's interesting to see um again we'll see what happens xavier did do you have anything to add on it at all uh no i didn't i didn't watch it but i i did see some of the hits on the quarterbacks yes they are they are different they are it's like football used to be right like there was that one where that quarterback got blown up helmet goes flying no flag i liked it so get me to watch it. The, I have two things about it. One, um, I think if it is successful, it'll be like bought by the NFL as a, like the actual official development league. Or if nothing else, the NFL will use it as like a test to see like how, you know, like if we get rid of kickoffs, how would it affect the game? The the onside conversion. I think they'll just use it as kind of like their test their testing ground for things. Well, yeah, in theory they could do both because you see that with with baseball too. Like, there's a a triple A affiliate for the Orioles is down here. Yeah. Uh, like ten minutes away, and they had some weirdo um, overtime rule where someone's already on a bag. Um, so, like in extra innings and stuff that they ran through the season. So, it, baseball does that type of stuff. They experiment with little rules changes and. Yeah. And stuff like that to help make the game better. Um, so, definitely. And then the other thing is just, it. I wonder, like, what the level of competition is compared to the NFL. Because if someone is really good in the AAF or or the XFL, for just for the sake of the conversation, 
how like how good are they in the NFL? You know, because like Trent Richardson, Trent Richardson scored two touchdowns in a game. He was not good in the NFL. You know, so how I, it's I really like the idea. I just want to know, you know, if you're really good in the AAF. Let's just say you're an AAF All Pro, a Pro Bowler in the AAF, whatever their equivalent is. Does that what does that equate to in the NFL? You know. So, yeah. who knows? We'll see. It was just the first weekend. Um, I read somewhere it got, like, some super high ratings above, like, some NBA games, some college games. Like, whatever. Like, people like football. They like the violence. Like, whatever. Yeah, who and cares? I think that is also probably just because it, it was opening weekend and all that. So. Yeah. So, we'll see yeah. how that keeps going. Um, that's the basic big headlines we want to talk about in football. If we missed anything, if you want us to look at anything, you know... Send us an email, tweet at us, whatever. Uh, we'll talk about it. We'll look into it. The other thing, before we get into our kind of debate, is the NBA and tra- NBA trade deadline passed this past week. I think the biggest news was what didn't happen. The Lakers did not get Anthony Davis. It was widely speculated that Anthony Davis... He, first, he wants out of New Orleans. That's for sure. And it was speculated he wanted to go to the Lakers. So the Lakers were putting all these packages, these insane packages to get to trade, like Kuzma and Ingram and Lonzo. Like, basically, every player except LeBron James was offered. Tons of draft picks. And one, if you're the Pelicans, you're stupid for not accepting all those picks, all those players for one player in Anthony Davis. I think you're stupid for not taking him. But two... It was terrible for the Lakers in their locker room because every other player knows they're just a little piece in LeBron's world. So I don't know how their locker rooms is doing. Um, Obviously, I think part of it is they're professionals and they have to realize this is part of the business. But at the same time, even though it's a business, doesn't mean you have to be happy about it. So I, the Lakers... I think the Lakers won, offered way too much, um, and the Pelicans are are stupid. Like, are are you kidding me? If you could get uh, Zubac, who's a pretty good young center for the Lakers, and Lonzo, and Kuzma, and Brandon Ingram, why just take the stupid picks and the young players? I I just think the Pelicans really blew it on this one. Yeah, the Lakers pulled out saying that the Pelicans wanted too many picks afterwards, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, that's one trade. That stuff, like, I couldn't believe that that stuff was going on. Yeah, I was looking at the feed. Like, seriously? I was looking at Twitter and the... The trade proposal, I'm just like, what are you doing? They're literally trading every young, good player... For Anthony Davis, who won, great player, obviously, but he doesn't shoot a ton of threes, and who knows if he'll be a good match with LeBron. We know what works with LeBron. Shooters and shooters and shooters, and I don't know. It just it didn't make sense for the Lakers. Uh, a couple trades I did like, though, was the 76ers got out and got Tobias Harris, who... If you guys don't know, he's a pretty solid three or four. He can shoot, athletic, can, can obviously play in the league. Um, but now they have Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, and Tobias Harris. That's a 
and their last in their starting five is J.J. Redick. That is crazy good. And I think there are reports that they're trying to keep them all and make a big four. If they can build up their, if their bench is just serviceable, they're a team to watch out for in the Eastern Conference, maybe even in the NBA Finals. But they just need to gel. Ben Simmons needs to learn how to shoot the ball a little bit, just a little bit, um, and then they'll they'll be pretty good. And then I think uh, the Raptors made some big moves as well, getting Marcus Gasol because. If you look about it, compared to last year, they were the number one seed in the East. They traded DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard upgrade. And then to get Marcus Salt, they traded Jonas Valanciunas. I'd say that's an upgrade too. So the Raptors, pretty good. And, um, you know, I, I expect a little more action from the NBA trade deadline. But it, I, I think the East just got a lot more crowded, a little better. And... Um, the West didn't really change in the fact that it's everyone going after the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. Did Did you have any? Did you guys follow like all this Boston drama? Uh, what exactly are you referring to? Um. Well, you know, there's the whole Kyrie thing where he wouldn't mind going to the Knicks if. Uh, if Anthony Davis ends up maybe signing with the Knicks. Um, and then they had some other, I, I forget. I Again, I'm not big on the NBA. Yeah. But because Seattle doesn't have a team, I guess Boston's my team. Yeah. Uh, um. For So for me, the biggest news that I got out of Boston was Kyrie is hurt again. Okay. He's a great player when he's healthy, but he just, you know, he can't stay healthy. Um, so, I don't know what's going to happen. I would say Kyrie leaves, and then the team builds around Jason Tatum or Anthony Davis if they can get him. I think Gordon... Jason Tatum. That was looking at going to New Orleans. Yeah. This might might have been today or yesterday. Yeah, I saw that too. I think if the Celtics can, are going to try to get Davis, I think they have to trade Tatum. I think that's like what New Orleans would want. So I think the move for the Celt or the Celtics, yeah, because I think Kyrie's gonna leave. Um, he might go back to LA with LeBron, or he might go to the Knicks. Who knows? But I think that, um, yeah, it's either Jason Tatum and or Anthony Davis. I think Gordon Hayward, while he's still recovering for the from his. Uh, leg injury a season ago I think it's still I don't know if it was the best fit because I mean yeah he was a he liked Brad Stevens when he was at Butler that was years ago different player um not super athletic I I I hope he recovers from injury because I mean Paul George did so why not Gordon Hayward but I think kind of this kind of seems like if the Celtics don't make it this year they kind of miss their opportunity that's what, yeah. yeah. So, Their rebuild has kind of been, I don't know, it all just kind of fell apart. It really starting from the Gordon Hayward injury last year. Yeah, yeah. It seems so, like. So. so for me, in the East, it's going to be either the 76ers. Well, this year, if they don't win this year, the Celtics and the Raptors are going to slump. Because I think the Raptors will lose Kawhi. I think the Celtics will lose Kyrie. And then it'll be the 76ers and the Bucks who will stick around. 
Um, so we still got NBA All-Star Weekend is this weekend. So if you want to watch the dunk competition, three-point challenge, um, I think there's like a Rising Stars game and then the All-Star game. That's this weekend. I think I might tune in if, I, if I'm free. Otherwise, yeah, I'll just like watch some highlights, but that's pretty cool. So that's, you know, that's our headlines. Big notable stories we want to talk about this week. Um, I'm sure if John was here, he'd bring up something obscure in the world of soccer or running or something we normally wouldn't talk about. So I guess I do have something with soccer. Um, In the in the Premier League, um, Manchester City just overtook the uh, top spot again. Um, So them and Liverpool are are tied. Liverpool was was about eight points ahead uh, coming around like New Year's and all that um, and Manchester City has been on top of their game and Liverpool's kind of gotten a couple draws a loss or two here and there um, so they're actually they're taught they're as far as win loss um, the amount of points that they have they're tied but based on goal difference Manchester City's uh, in the driver's seat um, at the moment so that was interesting. Yeah. So. All right. So, um, the debate for this podcast was actually, was it brought about? It was by Xavier. Xavier brought it up because he was talking to his brother about it. But we're going to discuss what we think is the best un, best record that stands that will not will never be broken. Is that right, Xavier? Yeah. So, we're talking like... World records like Usain Bolt and his 100-meter dash time of 9.58. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain scoring 100. Um, John is going with, he texted us, he said, Byron Nelson's record of 11 consecutive PGA victories. That's, I mean, that's, it's, I mean, that's pretty good. Um, but when, when Xavier was telling us about this, I was like, wow, that's a really good idea. And then my first pick was going to be Usain Bolt just because he got 9.58. I think the next fastest time is his 9.69. So it just shows he's in another world by himself. But then earlier this week or this weekend, I saw some guy broke the, almost broke the mile record. Did you guys see that? He ran like a 3.48 mile or something like that, and he missed the world record by like 0.1 seconds. So after seeing that, I was just like, man, I, th- I think that 958 is going to be broken eventually. Um, so thinking about it more, I, I think I'm going with um, Wilt in his 100-point game. Dang it. I mean, you can jump on with that too, Roland. Well, well, there were a couple that I was eyeing. Well, jump in after, you know, I say this. I, I just think it would a player would have to make let's just say 50 shots, right? Like, that's so... It's just so much. And in today's NBA, it would just take so much energy. And you you would have to tell your team, I'm going for this record. That I, I feel like that's the only way. You'd have to actively... I mean, I guess there's no way you can't actively... Like, even Will was probably... There's no way he was just, like, you know being casual about it. I mean, maybe he was. He's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, that, I, I see what you're saying there. And I definitely, that was, that was the, 
my serious one, my joking one was was the Georgia Tech uh, men's basketball, or was it even men's? I don't even know. Um, Georgia Tech beating Cumberland two hundred and twenty-two to nothing in a basketball game. Um, but the uh, but yeah, that was that was my serious one that I was looking at because it is. I mean, it's a big deal when when a player scores like sixty points, like when when um, Kobe did it. I don't even know how many years ago um, when he had like his sixty point games uh, and stuff like that. So like it, like to even. I mean, that's that's most NBA scores. Right. Is somewhere around a hundred points. Yeah. Um, you know that. I mean, he's scoring for a whole team there. At, I don't know. You'd have to be, I, it would I, like Harlem Globetrotters. It would have to like, take someone to, to make you know like twenty threes. My inner John here. You know who's gonna do it? Who? LeBron James in the uh, Space Jam Two. Well, close, but like that wouldn't be real though. Like I, yeah, I hear right, you, but like, it would literally take someone making like fifteen threes. So that's like 45, so you're like halfway there. Get to the line like 20 times, make them all, so you're at 65. And then make like 17 other shots. Like something ridiculous like that. That's the only way. I want to know how Will did it. Oh, okay, so didn't, didn't Kobe Bryant put up like 80-something? That might have been what I was thinking. Yeah, he put up 81. Okay, see, I think it can be done. Uh... If, like, I think so many NBA players are selfish, and I just, honestly, I think it can be done. Just look at James Harden. He put up 60. Well, here's the thing, right? Even if, let's say James Harden set out, be like, I'm going to score 100 points. As a pride for, like, on a team, I'd just be like, James Harden's not scoring 100 on us. He's not breaking this record on us. So I would double-team James Harden... (laughs) Just so he didn't score. You know, like, screw the game. If he's going to try to go to 100, I'm just trying to stop him from getting 100. And if I have to put two or three players on him every single time and leave a guy wide open, I'm going to do it. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I just, that wasn't the first one I came up with. Um, So there were a few. I came up with one from each of, like, the major sports. So MLB was most consecutive games played was I think it's by Cal Ripken Jr. It's like yeah. two thousand some games. Uh-huh. Like in the MLB now, like managers make players take days off. So I just two thousand consecutive games played, I just don't see that happening. Even like nowadays. outfielders though? Like they need yeah. to oh, okay. I don't know. Like managers say, yo, you you know, you need a day off, take a day off. And I just I don't see that's how many seasons is that? Um, it's actually twenty six hundred. Twenty six. Two thousand six hundred and thirty two. So that's so that's insane. Well, you know. Yeah, I just I don't see that. I don't know. That's one of mine. Does that and include was, playoffs day? Do you, or Roland? Do you guys know? Uh, I don't know about uh, that. It, hold on, let me see. Cause if it's if it's just regular season games, that's like sixteen seasons. That's, in, that's insane. It is 16. He did say 16 seasons. 
Okay, so um, that's a long time. Like every yeah. single game for sixteen seasons. Especially now, cause like, if you're in, let's say like year twelve, you know, if there's someone younger than you, cheaper, you know, like yeah, just the business exactly. of the sport, it's so hard to do now. Yeah. Um. So NHL was career points. Wayne Gretzky. I just the way the NHL is now, no one's gonna beat Wayne Gretzky with points. And then NBA was yours, one th- the 100-point game. And then NFL was receiving yards. Jerry Rice beats everybody by uh, almost 6,000 yards. Yeah, let me pull up the list because I think the first few behind him are already retired. Yeah, well, Larry Fitzgerald, I think, is second. And he has 16,000. Okay, yeah, you're right. So it goes Jerry Rice at twenty two eight ninety five, and then Larry Fitzgerald has. Oh, sorry, just, just disappeared. Okay, he has sixteen two seventy nine. Yeah, I just I don't see anyone beating. That. So unless he gets six thousand in this season, that's not happening. And then it's T.O., Randy Moss, Isaac Bruce, Gonzalez, Tim Brown. Steve Smith, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Andre Johnson, all those guys are retired. Yeah. I'm trying to see who the f- next active player is. I mean, Brandon Marshall, I don't know if he's still playing, but he's at 12,000, so he's like 10,000 away. He's not making it. Yeah. Um, Antonio Gates, he's just about done. He's at 11,000. Antonio Brown is 34. He's at 11,000. So he'd have to double it and... Uh, I, I don't see it. Yeah, he'd have to have a a few. He'd need to have like ten straight, ten more straight thousand yard seasons, and a few of those seasons he'd have to have like fifteen hundred yards, sixteen. There's a chance, but I don't think it's happening. So yeah, yeah. that's a good one. That's a good one too. Julio Jones, halfway there. Same same deal as Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. So those were mine. I just. There's there's a, a lot out there, but yeah, Those even I I like I think we're all looking at the same list, um, but I I definitely looked over some of those and and just kind of brushed them off like the Wayne Gretzky one, yeah. like like at first glance you're like yeah sure like like someone can score more than that amount of points but that's ridiculous, yeah, like two hundred like, points in one season. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, Same. like my initial thought though was, was just that, like, oh, like you know, someone could do that. Like, like how long's Joe Thornton been playing, <laughs> and what's he at? <laughs> I don't know. The, the different the thing is though, the NHL was so different back then. Right. That's the issue. So. Yeah. And I mean, he's the great one. So. So Zay, if you had to pick one. Oh. What are you going with? Um, I'm going, I'm going points. Yeah. NHL points. I just don't see anybody putting up 200 points in a season like yeah. Gretzky did. I, I mean, all of them, I think all of them we talked about, they're pretty safe. It, like, especially the Jerry Rice one. I didn't even think about that one. Um, <laughs> 
But there there are so many. I mean, like, Katie Ledecky could just blow a, a mile swim out of the water. And, you know, the thing about those sports is just, like, every year, every generation, people are just going to get faster and faster, I feel like. So those time stuff is going to be, it's going to be harder, uh, harder to be unbroken. But, like, John, John, I think John has a good one. The, Byron Nelson's record of 11 consecutive PGA victories. I think That's a good one, I think, because golf is a very mental sport. So to, to be mentally strong for four, three or four days in a row for 11 straight tournaments, you got to have a mind of steel or just be playing against terrible golfers. And I don't think anyone's that terrible anymore so that you know that's a good one too one that probably people won't talk about often um but that's a good one too so let's uh let's, we're just about wrapping up here we have does anyone have like favorite sports moments of the week i know mine was just like all of the just the nba trade action like just seeing all that things happening um, if people ask me for a specific, like, sports moment, like, in sports, it would probably be, um, that big hit in the AAF. That, that was huge. If you haven't seen it, you gotta, you gotta just YouTube or Google that shit. Cause, oh man, that was wild. Uh, I'm gonna go, I don't know, this isn't exactly, a. Sports mo. I mean, I guess it is, but the Duke Virginia basketball game. Oh yeah. I always love. I always love watching ACC basketball, especially with Duke and Virginia. Uh, those games are so good. That was so, a good game too. Uh, yeah, it was. Cause if you think about it, the way the the announcer said this, but the way Virginia plays, yeah. they scored way like enough points to win that game. Yeah. And, but Duke was just on fire from three and. Do you see that block Zion had on the three? Uh, yeah. That was that was just crazy. So yeah, that's that's a good one. Um, I don't know. I'm struggling here. I honestly didn't. I, did I? I mean, I watched soccer, but both my teams drew. <laughs> so like, I wasn't excited about that. That's not a sports moment of the week, you know. Um, I don't. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I didn't watch the AAF. Um, I looked at the scores for it all. Uh, I don't know. I I think I'm just gonna have to take a pass this week. That's all right. I just like to say the Super Bowl. You, you know. We're in the post football lull. It's okay. We're, we're going to get our way into watching more hockey, watching more basketball, maybe some baseball, other sports. We're, we're, we're working our way up. you got to give us some time. Everyone needs an offseason. Um, I just got to say I do need to apologize for swearing. You know, sometimes the emotion, they just get too high. They just get too high. And you just got to swear sometimes. So, uh, mothers, don't prevent your children from listening to our podcast. You have to label it explicit now. Yeah. <laughs> Even the... The best people swear, so... You know, I'm surprised it wasn't me that did it first. Um, yeah, that's probably the best unbroken, you know, <laughs> streak right there. You know, some some of my favorite podcasts swear, so it's a, I feel like it's okay. This is the Christian Minecraft.
<laughs> anyway, so that's all we have for episode six. Um, keep following us on Twitter. You know, give us those retweets. Get just get our pod out there. The more listeners we have, the more content we'll have. And the more involved you guys are with us, the more fun it is for us. So please give us listens, give us a share, just get, you know, help us out. Because this podcast, without our listeners, isn't much. It's just four guys talking to each other on a Skype call every week. So, we will... There's nothing wrong with that, but... No, but, but, you're right. You Whatever. I don't care. Um, but... We'll catch you next week. Enjoy this episode. And we'll see you later.